A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. After John the Baptist had been arrested, Jesus came to Galilee proclaiming the gospel of God. This is the time of fulfillment. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. As he passed by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting their nets into the sea. They were fishermen. Jesus said to them, come after me and I will make you fishers of men. Then they abandoned their nets and followed him. Jesus walked along a little farther and saw James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They too were in a boat mending their nets. Then he called them. So they left their father Zebedee in the boat along with the hired men and followed him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Lord Jesus Christ. Well, you made it all safely this morning, huh? I'm going to have a short homily because I am concerned that you're not going to get home in time for the kickoff of the football game. Okay, so the homilies are just a little bit short, so you have three hours to get ready for the game, okay? Listen up. During World War II, B-17 bombers used to fly from the U.S. mainland over to the Pacific island of Saipan. And once these planes had landed on the airstrip, there was a small jeep bearing the sign, follow me. So these giant planes, huge planes, would follow this little jeep to the parking space on the airstrip. And one particular pilot wasn't very religious, had something very insightful to say about this. That little jeep with its quaint sign reminded me of Jesus. He was a lowly peasant, but the giant men and women of our time would be totally lost without his direction. <laughs> Today's gospel brings that image to light. The lowly, humble Jesus becomes the guiding force of these giant men, Peter and Andrew, James and John. They remember, they remember the specific day that they answered the call to get behind Jesus. It didn't lead them to a parking space, but it did help them on the way to salvation. 
he says to the four disciples, come after me. And what do they do? They assume a position of imitation, a position of imitation. They go where Jesus goes. They teach what he taught, and they obey what he ordered. And they put this into practice day after day after day because you can't spread Christianity unless you're disciplined in doing that first. Each of us has landed our plane behind Jesus. Do you remember when that happened? When did that happen? At your baptism, right? But instead of going and being led to a parking space, you're called to rise from this and do something greater. Think about this for a second. Do you think in 2021 that there are people who still would instantly, automatically follow Jesus at a simple invitation? Well, let me share a thought with you. Do you remember the time when we were teenagers and we had no trouble sleeping through a blaring alarm clock? We hit the snooze button and we keep on sleeping. And even if the alarm is going off, we still sleep through it. But then something happened. For those of you who grew up and became parents for the first time. At the slightest sound of your child's call, a little peep, all of a sudden, you wake up. You go and attend to the child's need, making sure they're okay. What happened there? What happened there? Well, I can give you a simple explanation for that. Your child has captured your heart. And it's been there ever since. Do you ever notice when parents talk, not a day goes by when they're thinking about what the child is doing, or maybe even worrying about something that they're going through right now. You see, that's an indirect way of saying, I'll be there for my child, regardless of how old they are. Hmm. How did this all happen? How did this all happen? Well, I can tell you again. Your child has captivated your heart. St. Mark had a particular way of using the fewest words to, to explain something that's rather a long process. So in today's gospel, he says, Jesus came to Galilee proclaiming the gospel of God. Do you know what he meant to say by that? He meant to say that Jesus started the process of getting deep 
inside each of those four disciples, deep to the point where they realize that Jesus loves them. But more importantly, they return that love to Jesus. Why? Because Jesus has captivated them. Maybe it was a little, they followed Jesus rather haltingly at the beginning, but more and more they became faithful as time went on. Do you know what I'm describing? Do you see what I'm describing here? All of you. That's how your faith life is. The more time we spend with Jesus, the more our bonds deepens with him. The more we become convinced of his love for us. That's so important. Hey, can you imagine if any, everyone in this church became captivated by Jesus? Imagine that. What would this world look like if people were captivated by Jesus? I mean, uh-uh. That means no one would be selfish. No one would try to please themselves first before the other. It means that, geez, life is more than just what's on the bottom line. By nature, many occupations would cease instantly. You know what I'm saying? Drug trafficking, human trafficking, thievery, casinos, lotteries, even sports enterprise and entertainment businesses. We don't need them. They have no need to exist. By nature, certain behaviors will cease as well. If I'm preparing my income taxes for God, I will not cheat. If I'm going to paint the ceiling of St. Veronica for God, I will not use paint thinner. See what I'm saying? Imagine everyone working to follow God. Every doctor and nurse would be thoughtful. Every police officer careful. Every teacher, every priest hopeful. Every lawyer, every politician insightful. Impossible? I know what you're thinking. Impossible? We are noticed that our life lived with Jesus will lead us to take off. But that's going to take a universal revolution. It might as well start with us first. Do you hear that? Don't wait for somebody else. Let it start with you and me.